Welcome to the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast. So whenever I post a picture of our animals in the snow on social media, whether it's a picture of the horses or the cattle or the chickens or the goats, every single time I will get a comment from at least someone, sometimes multiple someones, who is very, very angry with me for allowing our animals to be outside. So I've talked about this on previous episodes, especially in regards to cattle or horses, but large animals have special hair coats that are designed to keep them very, very warm, which is why across massive expanses of the U.S., you have thousands upon thousands of head of cattle who survive winters, harsh winters even, with zero issue, and they actually thrive during those super cold temps. So we know that horses and cattle and goats are designed to survive outside without a heated barn and without um, living in your home. But what about the chickens? We know they're jungle birds. We know they're more suited for a tropical climate. So what do we do with them? Do we need a heat lamp? Do we not need a heat lamp? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to take you into my chicken coop, tell you what I do, and the conclusions I have personally come to after a little bit of research and a whole lot of observation. I'm your host, Jill Winger, and for the last 10 years, I've been helping people just like you who feel disenchanted by modern life. I'll help you create the life you really want by learning how to grow your own food and master old-fashioned skills. So I think first off, let's just talk about why we would use a heat lamp for chickens, because they're definitely a common chicken keeping practice. You know, all the feed stores carry lots of heat lamp uh, bulbs and accessories. So it's not a fringe thing. It's actually very, very common. But I've found that when it comes to animals, um, especially farm animals, a lot of people follow the same thought pattern that I did back when I first started homesteading. And my thought pattern was, if I'm cold, then my chickens must be cold too, right? And we're, we're kind-hearted homesteaders. We want to take good care of our animals. So it's natural. That's a normal thing to feel. We want to make our critters as comfortable as possible. So most of us have a heat lamp or several in our chicken coop just to make sure our birds are warm. And, um, I actually kept a heat lamp on my birds for many years, especially because Wyoming is brutal when it comes during the winter months. Um, But I've shifted my tune just a little bit over the years as I did more research uh, and listened to some chicken experts and made some more observations. Um, So here's the deal. Here's kind of some of the bullet points that I have come to over the years. So we have to keep in mind when we're thinking about our animals being outside, chickens have feathers, cows and goats have that amazing winter hair, and we don't. <laughs> we don't have feathers. We don't have winter hair. So what we feel and how we deal with the cold is going to be different than our animals. And that might seem like a super obvious thing, but I mean, it's not always obvious to everyone. So animals are designed to withstand pretty decent weather conditions without a lot of help from humans. Um, That can be hard for us to to remember and to accept, but it's definitely true. Now, the biggest problem that I have with heat lamps is they are extreme fire hazards, like very, very dangerous 
in certain settings. And you have, I mean, it, it makes sense because anytime you stick a 250 watt bulb in an area with a whole lot of combustible material like feather dust and, you know, just dander and wood shavings, there's a hazard there. Like no one's going to argue with that. And chicken coop fires do happen. We've had neighbors with uh, very devastating fires because of heat lamps. Uh, and I've heard of more than one of a barn burning down or chicken coops burning down from heat lamps falling into the bedding or wiring being bad or mice chewing on things and causing issues. So you have to be very, very careful with them, regardless of what you decide. But here's the interesting part that really kind of caught my attention when I started to research this. Most of the time, chickens don't necessarily need a heat lamp, which I know is a little bit shocking because when we go to the feed store or we, or we look at some of these beginner chicken uh, tutorials, they're like, the first thing you need is a heat lamp. And that's actually not necessarily the case. Um, and I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. I promise a lot of chicken experts agree that your average chicken breed, your dual purpose chicken breed, like your Rhode Island Red or your Barred Rocks or any of those, they do just fine without supplemental heating as long as, this is the, the kicker, as long as they have a way to get out of the wind and to stay dry. And that actually goes the same with our cattle, I've noticed. Um, when our cattle can stay out of the wind, they can withstand crazy cold temperatures. Um, even the calves, the babies, the problem that we have with our cows is, especially with brand new babies, if they come out of mama and they're still wet and they don't have a chance to get dry, that's when they can die. And that's when it gets serious. But as long as that calf has a chance to get dried off, usually by mama licking them before, um, the temp gets really, really nasty or the wind picks up, those calves, even the brand new ones are super tough. And it kind of, you got to kind of keep that in mind with your chickens. As long as they can stay dry and have a way to get out of the wind, the colder temperatures themselves aren't necessarily going to be a problem. Now, I'll be honest, <laughs> maybe you're kind of like raising your eyebrow at me right now. Um, and I was, I was skeptical about this at first as well, until... I started paying a little bit more attention to what was happening in my own coop. So I've noticed with my birds um, multiple times, this has happened more than once. So I do have heat lamps still in my coop. We have ours bolted into the wall. So there is no way they're going to be able to fall off. And there's no way that any animal is going to be able to grab a cord and start chewing on it. So I have been gradually weaning myself off of the heat lamps and it really hit me hard a year or two ago when it was, it was cold. It was like well below zero, like 30 below zero with the wind chill. And so I was like, oh my gosh, my birds are going to freeze. So I went, went ahead in the coop and I turned on the heat lamps that we have bolted up on the wall. So I turned them on and I was feeling really good about myself because I kept my chickens warm and safe during the cold snap. I went in the house um, and then right before dark, I popped in to check on the chickens one more time before I went to bed. And I was shocked that to see that all the chickens, they weren't under the toasty little heat lamps. They were crowded in the other section of the coop as far away from the heat lamps as possible. And they seem a little bit annoyed because instead of sitting on their roosts, 
which is what they should be doing and usually do when it is getting close to dark. They were they were getting ready to bed down in on the floor away from the heat lamps and they were I think they were annoyed with me honestly. So uh, I ended up turning off the heat lamps and then the next day we kept the heat lamps off and I went back out at dark and lo and behold all the chickens were on their roosts. They were happy um but they just didn't like those heat lamps. So listen to your chickens, I guess is what I'm saying. Pay attention to their behavior. Um, I think they're going to tell you what they want and what they need. Uh, and it usually is not going to be the heat lamps, even when we think that it should be. Another interesting observation I've made over the years, we have a couple chickens. They're Icelandics, which is a heritage breed. It's a cool breed, except they hate me. I think you, maybe you've heard me talk about this before. These Icelandic chickens like have no interest in having a relationship with humans. They just don't care. Like they don't want to stay in the coop. They fly out of our very tall run. They don't lay their eggs in the nesting boxes. They're kind of rude to me when I try to talk to them. I'm just saying, <laughs> and they just don't want to be my friend. So I have caught them and put them in and caught them and put them in over and over and over. And it, they just won't stand. So finally I'm like, cool, go do your thing you're on your own. So I have these Icelandics um, and they never are in the coop. They hate the coop. And so there have been times, like especially last year, it was very, very bitter cold and the wind was insane. Uh, I was positive that I would go out the next morning and find a frozen Icelandic chicken on the ground. And I never did. Now the key was the Icelandics were roosting up in the top of a three- sided building we have. So it doesn't have a door, doesn't have heat, or it doesn't even have insulation. It's just a metal building with an open side, but they're able to get up in the rafters um, out of the wind. And those chickens, they have survived ridiculous temperatures as long as they're able to get up there. Um, so that further underscored my observations that as long as a chicken can get out of the wind, and they're not going to be wet, they're probably going to be just fine. And we've never even had issue with frostbite in those situations. Now, granted, we don't have a lot of moisture, right? So um, wet air is when we get in more of that frostbite issue. But I'm telling you, if they can survive in our 40 below windy blizzard things, then they can survive anything. So I'm not saying that's ideal. I'm not saying you should necessarily force your chickens to be out uh, finding their own roosts in that cold of temperatures, but I don't have a choice with mine and they were just fine. Okay. So all that to say, um, you probably might not need heat lamps as much as you think, but there are still a few considerations I want you to keep in mind to make sure your chickens are going to survive the winter being safe and happy. So the big one that you have to watch, even if you don't have heat lamps, is ventilation. So if you want to focus on one thing in regards to chicken keeping, let it be ventilation in your coops. It's a big deal. So one of my favorite natural chicken experts is Harvey Usury. Um, and he wrote the book, I think it's the natural flock or flock. Anyway, anyway, well, we can link in the show notes, but it's a great book. It's color. It's paperback. It's huge. Great book. And he says, as long as the chickens are sheltered from direct wind and rain, 
A coupe cannot have too much ventilation. Like, let that sink in for a minute. That's kind of crazy. A coupe cannot have too much ventilation. And it's actually those closed-in, <clears throat> excuse me, damp, moist coupes. Those are the ones that breed pathogens and cause the respiratory issues and make your birds more susceptible to frostbite, which can be a, a real issue. Frostbite's what you got to be careful of. Um, now, drafts are bad. And the difference between a draft and ventilation is a draft is a direct wind blowing on the bird. We don't want that. But there should be air exchange happening in the coop at all times. So for us, that means that I do leave our coop doors open in all but the very most extreme temperatures. So pretty much the only time I close our coop doors, and I'm not talking about the people door. I'm talking about the little chicken door that we slide in and out. I pretty much only close it when snow is going to blow inside. Otherwise, um, I leave those open and let that air flow, right? If you have a window at the top of the coop that's away from where it's going to blow directly on the chickens, definitely, you know, prop that window open, let that air come in and out. In addition to ventilation, water is naturally a really big deal, especially in the winter. And it's kind of tough, if you probably can relate, keeping your chickens water liquid when it's super cold outside. We use a heated dog bowl um, that we plug in. If you don't have a heated dog bowl, you know, just take a bucket. We have like a bucket brigade. So um, we fill it up and then bring anything frozen back to the house and let it thaw in the mudroom. And we just swap out every day to keep things from getting iced over because ice builds up um, when it's super cold and it never has a chance to thaw out. But fresh water is really, really important, as is food. And we know that the process of digestion creates heat, keeps the chickens warm. So make sure they have plenty of food to munch on. I have um, some recipes in my natural homestead book and on the blog for some different flock blocks or some higher fat content chicken supplements. They aren't 100% necessary, but they can be good if you just want to give a little bit of uh, supplementation or a little bit extra fat to when the cold snaps really hit. So there you have it. To sum it all up, when it comes to the topic of heat lamps and chickens, and this is a debated topic, so you probably are going to find, well, not probably, I know you're going to find a variety of, of opinions out there on this, many of them different than mine, but my best advice is that you watch your birds and create a plan that works for you and your climate. And just remember, chickens are not human. They have different ways of dealing with temperature shifts than we do. Now, if you want to knit those chicken sweaters you've seen floating around online, totally cool. You can do that, you know, do your thing. Just know that it's not necessarily a must have because they are birds, they've got the feathers, and they're a whole lot tougher than we think. And that's it for today. If you have just a minute, I would be so honored if you would subscribe and leave a quick review over on your favorite podcast player so more people can find this podcast and bring homesteading into their lives. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch up with you next time on the Old Fashioned On Purpose podcast.